Well, thank you very much for for joining us today for uh, Eastridge Connection. This is a podcast that we've been putting together uh, over the last uh, nearly three months now as a, as a church family, our ministry team, just each week seeking to um, spend some time in Scripture, spend some time uh, together, and also connecting with, with you. And I am very grateful for, for some of the just really positive and encouraging feedback that, that I've received uh, along the way uh, over the last uh, two and a half, nearly, nearly three months uh, now. I'm really excited uh, for what we've got in front of us today. Our, our norm is to, is to spend some time with a particular passage or, or text or, or maybe even with a, a specific uh, topic along the way. Um, but when we, when we first rolled out a, a podcast in, in March, uh, it was, it was uh, Ryan Smith uh, myself and then Ken Ford, and uh, recognizing that a, a, a lot of folks who are watching this are going to be Eastridge people, and you guys know us well, but also wanting to recognize that we may have some folks tuning in who aren't a part of our church family. Uh, my name is Jason Rees. I'm the preaching minister here at the Eastridge Church of Christ. Uh, Ken Ford is uh, one of our shepherds here at, at Eastridge, and he's also a medical doctor. And the first podcast that we put together uh, some 10 weeks ago, we, we set out to address just the current uh, state of things, uh, the current pandemic, uh, and also to uh, just to talk about some of the pre- precautions that we were implementing. And I guess at that time, um, we had, had just uh, uh, ceased or stopped um, you know, meeting on, on Sundays, and we were going about uh, things from an online sort of sort of. Uh, uh, format and so today, really to kind of um, touch base a- again, and especially in in a consideration of um, a potential new start date for Eastridge as we open our doors uh, again, as our our elders are prayerfully working toward um, when that is going to, to take place. For our purposes today, we are going to be uh, discussing where we go from here. Um, our elders are currently processing the data; they're processing the the information. Uh, and I'm so very appreciative uh, of this opportunity to be able to, to communicate, to be able to, to, to share with, with you, and, and just recognizing that we're doing the best that we can in order to move forward as a, as a church family, to move forward as leaders within this church context. And I'm so very thankful for our elders, um, for the role that you guys have, have played, continue to play, uh, and how prayerful, prayerfully you have been approaching this, uh, this topic Ken, I've got a few. I've got a few questions um, just to, to try to unpack a little bit at a time. Uh, the things that we uh, have in mind to discuss uh, tonight. Any any anything to, to begin with, or any any thoughts that come to mind? Maybe before I begin, a few of these these questions. You know, yeah. I mean, I, first of all, um, thank you for the opportunity to visit with the congregation. The elders felt like it was time uh, to kind of tell the congregation where we are, yeah. uh, where we're going. Um, we do very much hope. Uh, I, I know that when we delayed uh, getting together, and, and instead of doing it May 31st, which mm-hmm. was what we were hoping for, right, right. we had to hit that pause button. And I think some were afraid, uh, gosh, Ken, does that mean, is it going to be months? I mean, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? We hope it's just weeks, mm-hmm. that we just needed to tap pause uh, for a few weeks to be able to get things lined out and planned. Gotcha. Um, and so um, I think that is something that, the elders uh, wanted the congregation to know is that we're not talking months. Right. Heaven forbid. Right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the first thing to to make uh, to maybe settle the congregation a little bit. Okay. That we're we're not only moving towards getting together again. We're we're moving vigorously uh, towards getting together again. Okay. When it comes to 
uh, approaching that that Sunday, whatever that Sunday is, whenever whenever it takes place. Um, what is a what is a new normal look like for us? Do you think, or do you think that there is a good reason uh, for hope going forward? Yeah, um, that uh, that life's going to return to to normal, and, right. and you might you might address that what that looks like as a church family, or maybe just yeah in in general. Yeah, well, first of all, to start with the hope part, um, you know, when I spoke last Sunday, uh, I, I kind of laid out how um, how how extensive the process was mm-hmm. trying to get everything um, put in place to get together again. And, and I used a highly scientific term in describing the virus. I said it was a real booger. <laughs> and um, Learned that and, in medical school, did you? Yeah, that's okay, right. right. And, uh, you know, I, I should have dumbed it down, but I used that <laughs> highly uh, scientific term. But I did get, you know, some questions, uh, some response to that of, oh, no, are we all going to die? Is there any hope? Is gotcha. this, how bad is this? So, you know, I do think that there is a lot of reason for hope, and I'd kind of like to start there, that yes, life is going to return to normal. And, um, you know, I think that when when we first went into lockdown as a country, I mean, honestly, everyone was scared to death, in, including the physicians. We really didn't know what we were dealing with. Um, we had only seen some information from China. It looked bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and... W- I think it was that lack of understanding. You know, can we control this? Will social distancing and, and personal protective equipment and will, will these things keep us from getting the infection? Will we be able to manage the patient? What is the death rate going to be? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so many the, unknown, so unknown many variables. Unknowns, yeah. And when you've got those unknowns, I mean, really, the whole practice of medicine is based upon knowns, not unknowns. Uh. And uh, me as a radiologist, you know, I'm, I'm in the business of delivering hopefully accurate information to clinicians so they can make you know treatment decisions we just didn't know but i think there's some very good news coming out of what we've learned and that is first and foremost the measures of protecting yourself protecting your family it really works yeah. the the rate of the the healthcare providers in the Baylor Scott and White healthcare system of converting to COVID positive mm-hmm. as they care for patients on the front lines has been very low, mm-hmm. very low. Um, what we have seen is that we were able to flatten the curve. We were able to control the infection rate. And so um, the, the protective measures that we're going to put into place when we come together, that we should all be doing in the community, these things work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do think it's going to allow us to be able to contain and control this virus as we wait for vaccines, treatments, game-changing events. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what will it look like when we come together? Um, I think it's going to look like stages, just like you see in businesses. If you kind of want to look at what is it going to look like in Easteridge, look at businesses and what they're doing because we're all following kind of the same playbook. It's the playbook given to us uh, by executive order from the governor. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's also just good old common sense practice mm-hmm. with what we have learned about this virus and how to prevent it and how to contain it. And so it's we're going to go through phases. Um, the, um, the first phase which the elders have been kind of just calling phase one, Mm -hmm. will be the most restrictive phase. And it will be the phase that feels very much like going to a business in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it will have the least uh, feeling of normal to it, 
of the phases, but it will also have the most protections in place. Then I would assume as we get further down the line, um, hopefully warm weather and more humid temperatures are going to help us. I love this heat wave we've had this week. Mm. I almost uh, wonder if that's God answering the prayers and turning up the temperature a little bit. Because, mm. you know, this virus doesn't like heat, gotcha. it doesn't like sunlight, and it doesn't like humid environments. It likes the opposite of all those. Gotcha. Um, and so I, I hope that after we have contained it for a while uh, and we see that things are working, we can relax some of those steps. Um, and and it, with really each step of the way, both in the community and business and in the church, it's going to be making some changes then you wait about two weeks, how does it look? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things about this virus is that latency period, you know, that incubation period can be up to about two weeks. So you do have to kind of wait a couple of weeks and see how are we doing. Well, if we're doing well, we can go to the next step. Um, to get very, do you want me to get very specific on what it well, might look like as I far as phase one? Yeah, I think it's it's helpful, and maybe that even kind of that, that kind of you're, you're you're looking at what I'm looking at, or you're, at least you're thinking in that direction. Because I think that I think it's helpful. There's not a person. Um, there's, there's not a person who had, if, if you've got access to a computer at least a, a couple of times over the last couple of months, you've, you've typed in, you know, a coronavirus map, you, you yeah. know, USA, or, yeah. um, you know, I, I know we have, we have folks who are, are, you know, maybe overly plugged in, mm-hmm. um, who, who are saying, okay, who are looking, you know, daily, what is, what does that curve look like? Right. And I think it's very, it's very helpful Especially to hear from you, because there's there's so many different articles out there, so much different mm-hmm. input input out there. Um, but for folks to to recognize that that yes, what we're doing is helpful. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is making an impact. And here's here's why we've been trying to implement the things that we've been trying to implement, not just as a as a society, as a culture, as a as a country, um, but but also specifically here at Eastridge. And so I, I think it's helpful to be able to to, yeah. to be able to hear that from from you, especially in thinking about. Maybe what it looks like short term and maybe longer term right. in regard to specifically um, our church family here at Eastridge. Yeah, and I, I do want to kind of prepare uh, the congregation ahead of time for what it's going to look like in phase one. Uh, we will also be sending out, we've already prepared, and we, we, we will be sending out soon a document that kind of goes through some of the at least health details. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have these symptoms, don't come. If you have a fever, don't come. Um, some of those things uh, that we need to just specifically say we'll be going out very soon. But uh, some of the things that we will be implementing, and and by the way, being able to start, the reason we can't tell you today what that start date is, is some of the things we're still acquiring. Some of the cleaning supplies, getting the the cleaning service in place, Mm -hmm. the, the backpack mister for the uh, for the upholstery on the on the pews, those type things, uh, we're we're still um, uh, we're still out finding those. Oh, the the, the temperature, uh, mm-hmm. being able to take your no touch temperature, yeah. things like that. I think that's helpful because uh, maybe a, a lot of us would think, well, okay, I'll uh, I've, I've got a mask, and so and so I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to come to church. Right. And there's there's a there's a whole. A uh, lot more that has to be in place in regard to logistics, yeah. in order for things to be able to go to go not only smoothly or to go well, but in order to approach things in the most healthy uh, way possible. That's right, and we and you know there we we talked a lot about could we only hold one service? We really don't think with the social distancing that will be in place in the auditorium, mm-hmm. we do not believe that we can house enough people in one service to be able to accommodate those who would like to worship mm-hmm. here. 
Um, and so we really do need to work with two services. Right. We think we can get it with two services, mm -hmm. but then you, you, we have to have a really rigorous cleaning in place between those two services so that everyone's safe. Yeah. And, you know, and that is our goal is to provide, um, we're a big church, and with big comes complexity mm -hmm. in these type things uh, because uh, this is a, a virus that for every additional human being, there's more risk. And so um, I, I think that our desire is to provide, out, at, really out of love and respect for each other, mm -hmm. like I said on Sunday, because we're family, mm -hmm. because it matters. I don't want to infect anyone, right? especially my beloved senior saints that we all love to mm -hmm. death. I mean, heaven forbid mm -hmm. that we do something that uh, we could have avoided that, that makes one of our precious brother or brothers or sisters sick. Yep. And so I think it's in that spirit that we're just being as careful as we can be. Um, now, in phase one, to just hit maybe some ideas of, of what to be looking for. Um, first of all, you know, we will ask you if you have certain health situations, you can read about it online, kind of screener type questions, please don't come. Mm -hmm. Stay at home, worship with, with us online. If you are uh, over the age of 65 or if you have a, a, a vulnerable health condition, uh, we strongly encourage you to continue to worship at home. Mm -hmm. um, thank goodness we have that and we can continue to do that. Um, but for those who do come, First of all, entry into the building will be a little bit different than you're used to. There will probably only be about three entries available mm -hmm. so that we will have a special health screening team that will be divided up between the doors. Um, I'm putting that team together now. Okay. We'll probably meet for the first time this weekend and start doing some training and brainstorming. But we need to check people's temperatures as they come in. Uh, there are people that have fever with the coronavirus, and they don't even know they have it. Mm -hmm. So we do need to detect those individuals before they come in and sit with us and sing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and we, we would think that someone would be glad to find out yeah. that they actually had a fever and probably need to be tested. Uh, but uh, we will be taking temperatures as, as folks come in. Those health screeners will also be answering questions if people have any. If someone shows up without a mask, don't show up without a mask. <laughs> if someone shows up without a mask, yeah. we will be providing them with a mask. Mm -hmm. um, we have some sweet, wonderful ladies who have made us some beautiful masks. Right. And we have a good supply of those uh, ready to go. We've also ordered a few backups in case we were to run out of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, we've got some wonderful masks to provide to folks. Um, we'll make sure they have masks. Then they will probably have ushers that assist them to a location and make sure folks get spread out. Yeah, Family sense. units can sit together, mm -hmm. of course. Family units that are normally together. Now, remember, you know, if, if I was to invite my dad to church here and I've not seen my dad, I've not lived with my dad, I've not been with my dad, that's not really a family unit. Right. He's not been exposed to me. But for family units that are already together, mm -hmm. exposed, you know, sharing air, if okay. you will, they can sit together. Um, every other pew will be taped off so that we cannot use every other pew. What does that do? That provides a little bit of that distance for singers to not sing on each other. Mm -hmm. Here's the one that I think will probably frustrate folks the most. We're going to wear the mask even when we sing. I hate to tell you, but singing is deep lung air. Singing is deep lung air, so we need to wear the mask while we sing. Um, I think that's going to be awkward for mm -hmm. Church Christ folks. 
Um, and um, that's something we're just going to have to work our way through. Mm. Um, at least in phase one, we need to have those masks on uh, while you're here the whole time. Mm. Um, and um, and so prepare yourself for that. The elders have talked about we may actually continue to use the congregational uh, singing right. and sing along with. Right. The reason for that is we've still got a lot of people that will be attending online. We don't know if you'll even be able to understand us with masks right. on. We just don't know what that yeah, looks what like gonna, yet. What's it going to look like? What's it going to yeah, look like? Right. More importantly, what's it going to sound like? Mm-hmm. So we may uh, do like we do on uh, Sunday nights when we're learning songs. Mm-hmm. You know, we sing along sure. with. We may do a sing along with uh, some, you know, an a cappella congregational singing like we've been using. Um, we'll uh, we'll get into that and, and modify as we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to look uh, to prepare yourself for. And then when we leave, it will be orderly. Much like you might see, it, for example, a, a wedding or a funeral. Okay. When you are dismissed by sections or rows so that folks can kind of get out in an orderly fashion without all bunching together in a hurry. Yeah, lessens the social interaction. Yes. Yes. The bottom line is the face masks on, excellent hand hygiene. There will be, by the way, uh, we will have some some uh, hand sanitizer stations around. Mm-hmm. I would recommend anybody that can get, you know, a small supply to have in the purse or a pocket, mm-hmm. recommend that as well. By the way, I know what somebody's going to think. What about communion? Oh, well, we're doing communion. Sure. We're Church of Christ. Sure. Right? There will be communion. So, yes, uh, when you're taking communion, you'll have to pull the mass down, right. take the bread, put the mass back up. Pull the mass down, take the, take the juice, put the mass back up. So yes, we will have to uh, for communion have some moments of being unmasked. Right. But the, you know, we talked about that, and we decided that in the Church of Christ, that just is what it is. No, that makes sense. And, that makes sense. Um, and and we we are willing to deal with that a little bit of risk so that we can we can take communion. We'll probably use the rip and sips mm-hmm. if we can get a large enough supply mm-hmm. and have some way of distributing those to the congregation. Um, then you know, between services, there's going to be a thorough and professional job of cleaning done. Right. Uh, and then um, and a little bit of extra time between services so that we can get that done. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, no Bible classes yet. We'll continue to do, the, do those online. Mm-hmm. No nursery yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's kind of a high level what we're working toward on, toward on phase one. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I know probably the, the, the first question someone might have is, okay, that's, that's phase one. When is phase one gonna gonna be over? Yeah. You know, how, well, long, how long is phase one gonna, gonna last? I, I can, there's not really a way to put a note. There, there isn't. That, but is it? just from a medical standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, I would strongly recommend that it last at least two to three weeks. Okay. Because you've you've got once get, implemented. Yes. Okay. You need to run it for two to three weeks just because of what we've learned about the virus. Okay. Um, one of the um, you know sneaky factors of this virus. It's a, again a highly technical term that I use. This virus has sneaky factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the sneaky factors is that long incubation period. Okay. Um, you know, the flu is, you know, pretty typically three to five days. Um, this one can go up to 14 days mm. of actually having contracted it. You've got the virus in your body. You, it is replicating. You are contagious, and you don't even know you have it. Right for seven to 14 days. Right. So it's a sneaky factor and it's a problem. So yeah, I think um, whenever we make a change, uh, just from a medical standpoint, you can just about set your clock to two weeks okay. and then start looking for what have we done. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're about two weeks now into relaxation of some of the social distancing in Texas. Right. 
So it's time right now for us, the hypervigilant like myself, to be watching those daily curves and, and see what, what it looks like we've done. Yeah. And so uh, I would think that it would be uh, medically wise, it would be my advice uh, that phase one would last at least two to three weeks. Okay. So we can kind of see how we're doing. Yeah. We haven't set a date uh, just, just yet as far as when, when this is going to begin, uh, when, that, when that Sunday um, is, is going to occur. I mean, it, as, as soon as we have that date, obviously we'll be in communication and, right. and letting, letting our people know. And you, you've touched on this a, a little bit, but who, who, would you, what, who would you strongly recommend to stay home uh, at least during that phase one, during that, that early phase of, of uh, reopening? Yeah. What, 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 what would be the demographics or the, 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 the portions of uh, our congregation that you would say, you know what, I would really encourage you to stay home at least during this reopening time? Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's important that um, certainly our senior saints mm-hmm. uh, hear that the elders are actually encouraging them to stay mm-hmm. home. Uh, I think Some of our elders uh, would fit into that category. They would. It's kind of a relative term. you know. They we, would. <laughs> but some of our, our elders fit into that category. They right? would. They would. Now, we are going to use the term strongly encourage. Okay. Uh, we do not feel comfortable telling someone they can't come to worship okay. who wants to come to worship. Okay. Um, we, we do not feel comfortable uh, even thinking that way as an eldership. So the term that we would like to use is strongly encourage. If, um, if you fit into one of these categories and you want to come to worship, mm-hmm. then we're actually going to do our best to protect you if you do come to worship. Um, we may have a separate entrance for those that are particularly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We may have a dedicated restroom for them to use, um, a special area in the auditorium to sit. Um, and so um, if, if you fall into one of these groups, but you really, really, really want to come, I'm not going to tackle you at the door and say, why are you here? Sure. We're going to do our best to provide a safe environment for you. But those individuals, first of all, are the elderly. Um, now, that's a relative term. Yeah, right. But I'm going, to deter- I'm going to define that in terms of what we know about the virus and mortality rates. And that very first talk, I showed the curve of the mortality rates from mm-hmm. China. It's been about the same in the United States. Okay. And that is, you know, it's 65 and up okay. um, are the vulnerable ages. Mm-hmm. And, and as you go to each decade... Um, 60s to 70s to 80s. The mortality rate. It does. It does. And I mean, if you get up in, you know, into the 90s, um, surviving this is is a real challenge. Um, And so I would say the farther or the higher up you are on that 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, you really, really should stay at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, because um, the more you want to pay attention to that strongly encouraged part. That strongly encouraged becomes a shout. And, and, you know, it's so funny because, you know, it is that older, that older age group uh, that, you know, they, they, if the elders open the, the doors, right. you know, it's a sin not to be here. Mm. And I think what we're telling you is we believe that God's going to provide a pass on this one. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, it's okay to worship with us at home. And, uh, but if you want to come, uh, we will obviously uh, greet you with a big old smile and make sure you've got a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that we've we've addressed um, di- during our, our weekly podcast, especially early on, is just an acknowledgement, just recognizing that um, for many of our folks, whether young or old, but especially someone who's older, there has never been a time in so many of, of, of our members' lives where they haven't been able to come to church. I know. Um, yeah. Sunday after Sunday, week after week. Right. And then suddenly we find ourselves in this uh, in, in in this time frame where wow, this is this is like something I've I've never known. 
And, and so maybe along with that, just recognizing that there is going to be a pull to to respond to, well, the elders have opened the door. Right. I want to make sure that I'm there. Yeah, I want to be faithful um, and be there. But a, maybe a, a, a part of that a, a part of that faithfulness is uh, is is just kind of seeing where what's going to be best for you. Right. And being a good steward of what God has given to you. That's so, right. So those who who are are um, older, as far as age demographic, who mm-hmm. else? Maybe as far as those are that are most yeah, vulnerable. those who who um, either through chronic medical illness or other conditions are especially um, vulnerable to infections. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, cancer patients, um, those with diabetes, those with heart disease, mm-hmm. uh, those who might be on some sort of immunosuppressive medication, those with uh, liver or, re- or kidney disease, mm-hmm. um, those are, are patients that are particularly vulnerable. Um, the re- those who already have pre-existing respiratory conditions, COPD, asthma, asthma okay. yes. Uh, those patients, because they do have naturally inflamed airways, mm-hmm. the virus, it's a little bit more sticky for the virus to get in there mm-hmm. um, and, and get in those airways and start the infectious process. And the, then the immune response is slowed as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think those individuals, and you know, each person needs to make their own decision, mm-hmm. but I think those individuals, it would be very smart for them uh, to stay at home, certainly during this phase one. Okay. I mean, uh, let's um, let let others uh, be the ones to stick their toe in the water mm. and see how hot it is. Uh, and you sit it out for a few more weeks, and let's see where this is going. Mm. Um, I think it would be very wise uh, mm. for them to do that. Like I say, the the, the last thing we want to do is cause one of them to be exposed. Yeah. You know, Tears and I have, have even talked about our, our youngest daughter, Gracie, who's six. Um, she has asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, she has all sorts of, uh, you know, now this time of year, she also has a lot of sinus issues and things right. like that. Right. That, like that. And so this time of year wreaks havoc on her sinus issues anyway. Right. But she also has has asthma. Mm-hmm. And so we've even talked about when when the time comes, right. you know, what's going to be best for uh, for her. And so, yeah. so these are questions that, uh, yeah, that I know y'all, everyone's asking y'all, right now. Y'all will need to talk that through. You can always talk to your doctor mm-hmm. um, and get your doctor's opinion. Um, but... Um, you know, we, we thought kids had a pass mm-hmm. on this deal. Some of the information that initially was coming yeah, in. Yeah, initially right? we were like, thank goodness it doesn't affect the kids. Well, it turns out that's not true anymore. Right. This pediatric multi-system inflammatory syndrome, uh, which is related to this Kawasaki disease, is serious business. And mm-hmm. we do actually have some cases in North Texas now. Mm-hmm. And so kids are not actually getting a free pass right. on this. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I would think that that's a that's a very serious uh, conversation that uh, you and Tirsa will mm-hmm. will need to have. Mm-hmm. So those that are those that are mm-hmm. um, considered elderly, mm-hmm. um, those that have pre-existing uh, medical issues, anyone who's uh, taking any sort of chemotherapy, yep. uh, any, any sort of treatment for cancer, anything like that. That's right. Pre-existing conditions, especially respiratory issues. That's right. Diabetes, heart disease, liver disease, kidney disease, all those things affect your immune okay. system. All right. Um, and um, and we have patients that have transplants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on immunosuppressants. Mm-hmm. Would not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Would not be a good idea to come. Okay. We've got a lot of folks um, who uh, who who want to do something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know this. It's it's uh, th- this has been a a, uh, a a time, especially as a as a preacher or as an elder, mm-hmm. um, where um, I've just been encouraged. So much along the way, where folks are are reaching out, getting in touch, um, not only affirming uh, what we're what we're doing, 
um, affirming how we're going about things, um, you know, asking questions. But we've got a lot of folks who, who want to, you know, they, they, they want to ask it or they're asking, how, how can I how can I help? Right. Um, you know, what 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 can I do? And they, and they want to do something. What would you advise someone who who asks, um, you know, how, how can I help or maybe even who's asking the question, what can what can my family and I what can we do yeah. right now? Well, first and foremost, if there are areas uh, in that process that I just outlined, ushering, mm-hmm. potentially helping to clean, the cleaning crew, Okay, um, I've already reached out to folks that I know have a medical background or in one of the medical fields to help me with the health screening process. Mm-hmm. Um, might be able to help us procure rip and sips. Um, if, the, if you feel like you have a skill or you're working in a business environment where you really have got this down... Um, Call the office. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your expertise is because the elders are actually dividing up all these areas of responsibility mm-hmm. and then reaching out to the congregation to find helpers to help us uh, implement these very various parts of the process. So uh, that uh, would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I've been reaching out to, the, to folks with health, back, health backgrounds, and I've been getting a very good response mm-hmm. on having a nice-sized team put together. Um, we all Our greeting team will, will continue to do what they've always mm-hmm. done and and provide a, a friendly face underneath the mask. You right. have to notice right. the secondary features of right. a smile. But uh, they'll be still greeting folks. But we're going to need helps, uh, help with ushering, help potentially help with cleaning, mm-hmm. um, other areas where we might be able to use assistance. Okay. Um, and so reach out and let us know. Then for families, I, I think, um, I you know, I feel very, very passionate that we need to put into practice what we've learned about this virus. And we are going to be successful in returning to normal or as close to normal as we can get Mm -hmm. to the extent that we do the things that allow us to get there. You know, one of the quotes of of Tom Landry uh, that I love is he said that I get men to do the things that they never wanted to do so that they can accomplish what they've always wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just love that mm-hmm. quote. Um, and that's what we need to be doing as a society. And I think we need to be exampling as it is a church. Mm-hmm. And that is when we go out in public, when you go to the store, you need to have that mask on. You need to practice hand hygiene. The second you get back into that car, first of all, you need to not touch your face. You'll have a mask on, so that helps. Mm-hmm. You need to not touch your face. When you, you need to cleanse those hands the second you get back in your car to make sure your hands are clean. Wear that mask until you're back in the car, then take it off, you know, where you don't touch the front mm-hmm. of them. Take it off carefully, lay it down, have it there for the next time you're going out. Um, it, it's just important that we practice hand hygiene, that we socially distance, that we wear the mask when we're out. Uh, to the extent that we are willing to do that, we're going to be able to reopen our economy and we're going to get back to normal faster. Mm. Um, if we believe we're, we're bulletproof uh, and we go out without masks on and we don't socially distance and we're elbow to elbow, you've seen the pictures, elbow to elbow in these bars and stuff, in, like in Wisconsin? Mm. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just can't do that. So first and foremost, have a meeting in your family about, guys, come on, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to wear masks. We're going to practice a hand hygiene. This is the protocol we're going to follow as a family. Yeah, as a family, make a family decision that we're going to be good citizens. We're going to we're going to respect others' health 
and we're going to do what we can. Mm -hmm. Secondly, talk about whether or not you want to try to come to the building during phase one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing that I think families need to engage that, uh, that conversation. Um, and, and there is absolutely no shame. There is absolutely no unfaithfulness, mm -hmm. and there is absolutely no dishonor mm -hmm. uh, in taking a pass on phase one. Mm -hmm. uh, the elders would encourage anyone who is uncomfortable with that decision to sit out phase one and continue to worship with us at home um, because we are still worshiping together in spirit mm -hmm. uh, during that time with that online worship. And so uh, I think that that is uh, another thing. The last thing I would recommend is make sure that your family is ready. You've decided we're going to go. We're gonna we're gonna be um, we're gonna be on the ground. Phase one at East Ridge. We're going in. Okay, great. You got to get ready. How do you get ready? Well, you got to get masks. Now, if you don't have a mask, if you don't have access to a mask, you can use you know the bandana, the t-shirt, mm -hmm. one of those type options. Anything is better than nothing. Okay. Um, our, our, we have wonderful ladies who have made masks. Mm -hmm. You can call the office and get a mask from us. Right. Those can be laundered and reused. Um, and then, uh, or you could procure uh, some, you know, medical masks for your family, potentially, if you can get some. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, small pocket hand sanitizers would mm -hmm. be a great idea uh, so that you can use those if you were to sneeze, if you were to cough or, or something like that. Um, then you can use that hand sanitizer right there in the pew, mm -hmm. you know, and, and be clean. Um, so, and then lastly, with the little kids, man, those little kids are not going to want to wear those masks, mm -hmm. but they need to. They need to be old enough to wear a mask if they're going to come and be with us. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to have child care back there, so right. they're going to be with us in the pews, hopefully singing. I love to hear those little kids sing. Mm -hmm. and just love it. So practice wearing a mask at home. Mm -hmm. Get them used to the idea of wearing a mask at home. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even sing a song together at home uh, and, and have fun with it. It doesn't even have to be a church song. Sing a song together. Get used to the idea of singing with that mask on. Uh, so that when they do come to church, they've had a mask on and um, and they're kind of used yeah. to it. And you know they can do it. You know they're going to be able to comply right. with You know, and I'm talking about especially those kids that, you know, they're in that three, four, five, mm -hmm. where it can be, you know, real difficult to, yeah. to understand what this is all about and why I have to have this thing on my face. Uh, it would be good to practice mm -hmm. that. You know, we're, we're a church family that uh, since since the first Sunday in January has has said we're— we're going to love God and we're going to love others to, right. to the very best of our ability. Right. Uh, this is this is who we want to be. This is this is this is how we want to be identified within within the, the greater context of the lives that we live. Yes. Sometimes a part of loving God and loving others are, are making some difficult decisions. Absolutely. Um, even and especially decisions that maybe you, you think, ah, this is not really what I want to do, but I'm going to do this for the sake of someone else. Uh, I'm going to do this for the sake of others. I mean, it does it doesn't get more more godly than that. Um, and I also appreciate I appreciate you addressing that that yearning that feeling within us of I I I want to uh, if if any if this has taught us anything it is the value of the design of God in Christian community mm -hmm. that that uh, yes we can we can put together online content yes we can we can live stream and we can do things to the best of our ability right now but. It has left, and it is leaving so many of us with this this yearning for what's within us anyway. Right. Um, to have to to have Christian community and fellowship and relationships with each other. Uh, but I really appreciate you, especially as an elder of our church, um, identifying. Yes, that is a pull. That's a draw that we mm -hmm. have. It's 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 innate within us, uh, and and yet there's a, there are 
there are different decisions that have to be made for different individuals and, and families. And uh, God's going to be honored by all that. I really appreciate Absolutely. that. Yeah. And, you know, I and believe me that, I mean, the elders, we desire very strongly to be faithful and brave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there is a, I know that there's not a single elder in our group who's afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we're confident in our relationship with Christ. And, uh, and we know that there's nothing on this earth that can separate us from the love of mm-hmm. God. Um, and, and there, you know, there, I think there's some sense maybe among us of, well, then how come you ain't going to church then? Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you say you're not scared of death, mm-hmm. how come you ain't here? Somehow it's a, it, be, it becomes a test of, of faith yeah, well, you, rather yeah, than simply about, trying to be a, good, be a good steward of what God's given. Yeah, why don't you put that into yeah. action, Brother yeah. Ford, and get yourself in there and, right. and God's got this. Right. And believe me, I'm, I'm sensitive to that. And yes, at some level, there's some truth in that. However, don't forget, it is one thing for me to decide that I'm going to go into harm's way mm-hmm. because I know that I'm saved mm-hmm. and, and I'm ready to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Better by far, Paul says. It's a whole nother thing for me to make that decision for you. Right. It's a whole nother thing for me to make that decision for someone who maybe hasn't come to Christ yet, mm-hmm. who is still thinking about being a Christian who hasn't made that decision and I'm going to make that decision for them and let them meet Jesus before mm-hmm. they're ready. Right. So it's a whole nother thing to, to, to say, I am going to make that decision for somebody mm-hmm. else. And, and you know, if we come together and you, know, you don't want to wear that mask and I don't want to practice this up, but I'm going to be there. I don't want to do any of those safe things. Well, yeah, think about your brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, think about, Put yourself second. You know, Christianity is not about putting yourself first. That's right. It's about putting yourself 50th. Hmm. You know, not even second. Hmm. You know, the thing, I am second. Right. You've seen it. right. That's probably no, I'm, not I'm even way further enough. back than that. Yeah, <laughs> further back than that. You know, the further back, the better, right? right. Um, but yeah, it's about looking out for others. This is about caring for others. You know, if you are just absolutely adverse to the idea of wearing a mask or any of that stuff and you think it's all silliness, then sit out phase one. Mm-hmm. Just sit it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but yeah, and, and also, you know, we have had some folks from Eastridge come down with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not very well known. Mm-hmm. Those individuals obviously would prefer that their names not be mentioned, yeah. but one individual actually was in Baylor hospital for nearly two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, um, and, and another individual, uh, is probably one of the, you know, fittest, healthiest people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and describes it as a serious, uh, a serious week of time mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, that was not fun at all. So you know, for the best of us, uh, it can be a very very serious flu. Mm-hmm. Um, but for others, it can it can be really bad. Yep. And so that's why uh, it really it really is important for us to put others first, mm-hmm. put self second or last, and. Um, and yes, it's an opportunity to be stewards of the the love and yieldedness that is inherent within the Christian faith. Hmm. Excellent. So, very good. Well, um, I, I Ken, I really appreciate you just your willingness to come and to, and to sit down. And I, I think this is um, if we're if we're trying to be communicative and trying to put this in front of our people, yeah. um, this is this is a, a very good avenue for us to to be able to. Well, to, and we'll to do, do that. We'll do one more when we actually are just about ready to go live. Okay. Uh, and it's already been announced, you know, mm-hmm. the day that we're going live. I think we should do one more where we actually maybe even do a walkthrough. 
and, and really let people see, okay, here is specifically what you can expect this okay. Sunday when you come. Uh, and we'll try to do something like that. So maybe once a, once a date is, mm-hmm. is set um, for, for that to be something that we, uh, that we email out uh, maybe the week before or a few days before, something like that, right. just so folks can know what, what to anticipate. Yeah, and, okay. and, and uh, certainly in writing, we might also, uh, we could potentially even you know, have another uh, conversation like this yeah. uh, to, to let them hear, okay, here is exactly where we landed uh, on, on the process mm-hmm. so that they know exactly what to expect. Okay, all right. So be looking for uh, for us to further communicate, you know, mm-hmm. as, as decisions are made, as information is gathered, as it's processed, uh, as different processes are put in, in place. Um, that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at and what we're what we're looking toward. And uh, you will be the, the first to know as soon as all those things uh, begin to come together for us. And, and they are coming together. It's just a matter yeah. of of, of uh, uh, continuing that process and then and then putting putting that in front of our, our people. Any final words or, or thoughts? Anything that you could think of that maybe that we've that we've missed along the way? I know some of it's kind of um, it's, it's it's kind of like trying to drink from a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the same time, um, just to be able to to put this in front of our people was really our, our goal for yeah, today. Yeah, I think I think just to recap that I think there's a lot of reason for hope. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we've learned that we can. Um, we can manage this if we're smart, mm-hmm. if we do the things we talked about. We believe the church will meet sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. weeks, not months. Uh, so stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as soon as we can get the processes mapped out and get the supplies that we need for the processes, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be ready to go and um, and be in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that God, I still believe he can bug zap this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this, his spoken word, he can bug zap this thing. He can change the temperature. You know, one of, it'd be so God. To increase that temperature and that humidity mm-hmm. above what we would expect mm-hmm. to just hammer this virus mm-hmm. down. Summer to start a little bit early. Yeah. yeah. And, and and everybody's like, oh, God didn't do that. But the faithful see, <laughs> right. yeah, that was probably God doing right. that. You know, so yeah, I mean, pray that God um, bug zaps this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for the elders and, and, our, and our workers, our congregation to stay safe when we do come together. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you know, I think prayer will, will fire the winning shot. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you, you beginning and ending us with with hope, and just the hope that we have that, that God's got this. And there's, there's, there's no question in that in that regard. It's just a matter of being faithful to to, to understanding all of this and, and what He's called us to, and and God's going to trusting that God is going to to see us through, uh, and also to have an emphasis on on prayer. And that mm-hmm. that further solidifies that we're we're in this together. We're we're praying in this regard um, together. And you said something in our in our first podcast that has has just stuck with me, and it's it's been repeated by a couple of us uh, on different occasions. That that right now, just wherever you are, whatever you've got going on in in life, don't waste a good crisis. Right. Uh, that's that, that that's my take from from this COVID virus of 2020. <laughs> uh, don't don't waste a, a good crisis. Right. And so right. Con- continue to recognize that hey, God, I, God's not done yet, and He's at work in beautiful ways through all this. I don't think we have. I mean, I, I'm so thrilled with the work the ministry team has mm-hmm. done, the podcast, the Bible classes, the reaching out. Um, the, the congregation has been looking after each other. We've been mm-hmm. worshiping the classes, the small groups, all these just organic gatherings, the ladies' Bible class. I, I really think that um, I'm I'm thrilled as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. I know the other shepherds are too, to see that we've uh, yeah. I don't think we've wasted a good crisis, yeah. and I love the hunger that everybody has to get together again. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that when we said we're not ready on on May 31st, that they that there are a lot of people were upset. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so yeah, I think 
I, I'm, I'm really pleased with the way we have responded to this as a church family. Yeah. Um, and I know all the elders are too. Very much so. All right, stay tuned. Uh, we'll continue to put information in front of you. Greatly appreciate you spending your time watching this podcast and connecting um, in this way. And before we wrap things up today, Ken, would you mind uh, closing us with a with a word of prayer? You bet. All right. Happy to. Father, we just uh, we thank you so much that you are the great physician. Uh, you are the great I am. There is nothing that is outside your purview, outside your power, outside your dominion and providence. And Lord, we we thank you that you've brought us this far uh, and that you have helped us to to stay safe uh, to this point, that you have protected those from our fold that have come down uh, with the virus and you've healed them. We're so thankful for that, Lord. Lord, now as we get ready to come together again, give us wisdom, uh, give us patience uh, for each other, give us love for each other. Mm. compassion for each other, Um, always putting the other first, always looking out for the other brother and sister, doing whatever we can to make this environment the safest uh, and the most uplifting place uh, that we can come and that we can be together, that we can enjoy fellowship. Um, Fellowship in a little bit different way. But Lord, I pray that sooner than, than any of us expect that this virus will go away, either by your command or by your working through nature, or through a vaccine, or through a treatment, uh, that this virus will go away and that we can truly uh, return back uh, to normal uh, as we knew it before. And Lord, I I am thankful that the church has gotten stronger because of this. Uh, The church always does when it's persecuted. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Lord, I'm thankful that we've grown stronger. Uh, We've grown deeper in our love. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you uh, continue to hold our hands uh, as, as we um, watch after each other and as we love each other through this. Uh, we thank you for your son. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you do have the ultimate victory and that there's nothing on this earth, uh, COVID virus or otherwise, that can separate us from your love. We thank you uh, for this and we thank you for your son and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Have a good week. See you soon.